Good. Welcome back to Bat Rankings. Come for Batman, but stay for the Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the killer Crocker? <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton. Hi there, I'm Kenny Wendorski. Uh, and quick addendum to last week's episode, I realized I forgot to note we did get a give it up. Yep. In the Clock King, so our running give it up counter is currently sitting at four. Okay. Four out of out of twenty three episodes, so just just under a quarter of uh, okay, or sorry, just under a fifth rather okay. of the episodes. I, I think that's still a pretty strong give it up percentage. It's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. No give it ups this week, but you know, <laughs> we live in hope. Yeah. No Anthony this week either. Uh, no. But we live in hope. No. <laughs> no. This week we watched Appointment in Crime Alley. That's right. But actually, before we get to that, I believe I promised the folks at home. Some more Hammerman homework, some some ha- hammer work, some Homer work. No, 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 hammer work. Hammer work. I like okay, that. I like it. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're we're only uh, <laughs> <laughs> only two out of three into into this segment, or more if more than three people. It's not like we're gonna stop playing these if people keep nope. keep sending them in. Yeah. Three is just what it takes for us <laughs> to to get back into the into the hammer chamber. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's the hammer chamber. <laughs> oh man! Ah, uh, but for for those of you who, for some reason, are are tuning into this episode first, we're we're running a little promotion here. We we watched an episode of Hammer Man, and we we came up with a hypothesis that it, it might have an effect on the human brain. We've asked our our audience to to aid us in this science by watching an episode of Hammer Man. And sending us in through Anchor.fm's voice message system. If you go to Anchor.fm slash BatRankings slash message, you can leave us a one-minute voice message just sharing with us your experience of Hammerman. We we had one last week, and we've got one this week sent in by your very own wife, Sarah Windorski. Here she is, everybody. Yeah. Hi, guys. It's me, Sarah Windorski. You may know me from such roles as Kenny Wendorski's wife and mother to his beautiful children. I love the show, and I'm not biased at all, really. Anyway, after your bonus Hammerman episode, I took up the call and decided to watch an episode for myself. Here goes. The name of the show is Hammerman, and I'll try to explain it the best that I can. It's sort of like smoking a lot of peyote. Tripping balls through the 90s is the way that this show be. This episode was called Defeated Graffiti, and the villain of the show was drawn kind of freaky. First name DeFacely, last name Marmeister. Voiced by discount Mark Hamill, this guy is a heister. His entire MO is bringing graffiti to life. To somehow make money, should have joined Herbalife. His drawing is sloppy and he's just mediocre. He's obviously a ripoff of Batman's The Joker. He's fouled in the end by a cop made of paint and tried to be funny. I was framed, but he ain't. All in all, this was trippy at three frames per second. Now I feel I must Google some brain disinfectant. Peace out, scientist. Oh, and Kenny, don't forget to pick up some milk on your way home, please. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> My wife, everybody. <laughs> I am rock hard. <laughs> We're going to make a third child after this. <laughs> oh, my. Well, we'll try not to keep you too late. 
Oh man, she shared that with me, and I just freaking ah oh, god, that was amazing. Thank you, sweetheart. I won't forget the milk. Oh man, yeah, she told me all about the episode she watched, and uh, she she. I think it boggles her mind a little bit, but I I think she kind of liked it. I, I, I think that seems like a pretty common experience yeah. with, with Hammerman. <laughs> but, you know, we need an even larger sample size before it gets really scientific. Yes. So please, folks at home, watch any episode of Hammerman. Hopefully we can get a third episode in there. You know, we've got, so you and I did Nobody's Perfect. We've had two of our listeners now do Defeated Graffiti. Hopefully we can get a third episode in there, but they're not easy to find. No, no. So if you can only find, you know, the graffiti one or nobody's perfect, that's yeah, fine. That's, that's fine. fine. But if, if you can find a, a third different one, then, hey, so much the better. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> Sarah said that she was like, oh, man, I, I rhymed Herbalife with life. And I was like, that's all right. Yeah. Because Hammer rhymed man with man. It's so true. it's fine. <laughs> I, I did also notice uh, peyote is not smoked. It is ingested. Oh, well, you so know, that's OK. Just, you know. In, in the revised version, it'll be taking peyote instead of smoking peyote. I merely retract my erection. <laughs> like a dog? <laughs> so, for shame, Sarah. How dare you? You, you fucked it it's, up. It's okay. She's, it's okay. She doesn't know she's Mormon. <laughs> Not after I'm done with her. Love you, honey. <laughs> you did real good. You did real good. I'm very proud of you. Very well done. <laughs> so this week we watched Appointment in Crime Alley. Yes. So we open up on on Roland Daggett, who we haven't seen since Feet of Clay, I don't believe. That's right. Voiced by the good old Ed Asner. Ed Asner, yeah. And just in case you thought that, that uh, he's trying to go to market with a known addictive... Uh, Beauty drug with horrible side effects was enough to take him down in Feet of Clay. He is back nope. in full effect, and he is he's still giving speeches at the Gotham Better Business Council, not Bureau Council. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, there is a miniature setup of Crime Alley. Yep, and it does the wonderful thing where it opens up on some very well-animated explosions. This an episode animated by Don Yang, who... Every time we see a Don Yang episode, they take another step up in my estimation. Yeah. Or, this was good. Yeah. This was good. A lot of good lighting, a lot of good explosions. But they did that that wonderful thing where you think it's full-size buildings being blown up, and then it pans out, and oh, it was a small-scale model. Yep. And you see, yeah, Daggett's larger-than-life face looming over it, lit by the explosions, with his two mooks, Nitro and Crocker. Yes, Nitro is a bomb expert. Yep. Uh, Crocker, I think, just hired Goon. Yeah, but seems to be pretty high up in, in Daggett's organization. He is known, we'll later find out, known publicly to be working for Daggett. He's not like a, a below-the-counter, you know, plausible deniability type mook. Yes. Which is a little odd, as we'll find later. But right now, right now, uh, Daggett is... is Doing a lot of, as you know, exp style exposition. So as you know, Mr. Nitro, your job <laughs> is to detonate this gas main at precisely 9 p.m. Because that's when Daggett will be giving a speech so he'll have an alibi. Because, of course, the police know that businessmen like Daggett always do their own dirty work. So if he was giving a speech, clearly his hands are clean. Right. But he's going to... 
gonna detonate a bunch of buildings in crime alley to make way for he's trying to trying to purchase this land for some sort of i think a mall something something like yeah that. we're not yeah. sure he's he's gonna do something he wants to do some business thing yeah. with this land and right now it's got a, an old hotel and a bunch of abandoned buildings that are standing in his way meanwhile bruce wayne working out Watching Summer Gleason on the news, his rippling pectoral muscles in full effect here. <laughs> his uh, distinct lack of nipples in full effect. Yes. <laughs> Can't show nipples on, on children's television, right. apparently. Uh, he is watching the news. Alfred says, well, you know, looks like Roland Daggett's up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. Yep. Uh, by the way, you can't be late. Clear. Yeah, he's there's got an appointment and it's a mystery. Yes. What is his appointment? If you know nothing about Batman, it's a mystery. If you know anything about Batman, you probably know what it is right. already. <laughs> uh, so Batman hops into his Batmobile and he's off. Yep, off to make his appointment, but he's he's interrupted by a little girl screaming, help, help, they've got my mommy, they're going to hurt her. He's able to stop in the nick of time, so he doesn't, doesn't run, run her, her over. over. Uh, hops out, and she points to uh, the top of a building, so Batman jumps in. Bunch of hired mooks are yep. roughing up the, the apartment, and there's a very scared woman, and the mooks are saying, we told you to get out of here, this is your fault. Yep, Batman beats him up rescues the woman and she says they've been you know the last couple of days they've been threatening everybody trying to get them out of these buildings they said they're working for some corporation which why would they say they're working for it this is all leading uh, leaving a bright neon trail leading back to roland daggett right this this is some pretty sloppy mook work i've gotta say not the best of mooks no uh so batman uh leaves and uh he's still got to make his appointment yep but we we cut to leslie Tompkins. you were right first appearance of leslie of dr leslie Tompkins, voiced by diana muldar who was the doctor of not dr crusher but was Dr. Pulaski. That's right. From Star Trek, the yes. next generation, the, the doctor that nobody liked. Yeah. Whatever happened to her? The, she, so, uh, Dr. Uh, Beverly, no, uh, Beverly Crusher, the actress I'm blanking. Gates McFadden. Gates McFadden. Thank you. Yes. She, uh, she left the show Space. and there was an instant letter writing campaign trying to bring her back because people liked her character. Yeah. But she was replaced for one season only with Dr. Pulaski, who nobody liked. I just remember she said data wrong. Always call him data. Yeah. And she was kind of robot racist. Did not. She was just inexplicably racist against data. Yeah. Yeah. And because data was a fan favorite character, even if everything else about her was great people would have hated her yeah it's it was weird because they never really did they write her off they did not so when crusher left they they gave an explanation oh she's going off to work at starfleet medical and so they were able to write her back on and they kind of had to because wesley crusher her son was still part of the show and they needed an explanation for why his mom was suddenly gone yeah when she came back, Pulaski's just gone with no explanation. All right. Okay. Well, but, there you go. That's your, your your lesson of the day, kids. Yeah. But, uh, y- you know, I back in the day, I did not care for Pulaski for the same reason that everybody else did. But if you read between the lines, 
she was low-key banging Worf. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. I mean, <laughs> she was she was down to clown. So, uh, <laughs> but she does a wonderful job here as, yes. as Leslie Thompson. When I hear her voice, I mean, Star Trek is always part of it, but yep. I think of Leslie Tompkins. So absolutely, but Leslie Tompkins was she's a. a a medical doctor, also a social worker, does a lot of charity work with the poor here in officially called Park Row, this formerly affluent neighborhood that's fallen onto hard times. She does does a lot of work with the underprivileged here. And she's as as she is leaving her community center that she helps run, she you know, one of her co-workers is telling her, Be careful, this is a bad neighborhood. She says, I've lived here my whole life. I'm gonna be fine. Spoiler alert, she's not fine. Nope. She stumbles across nit- upon Nitro and Crocker setting up some explosives. And, and oh my gracious. Yes, ooh. And they, you know, they catch her, tie her up. Yep. And uh, this is where Crocker, voiced by Jeffrey Tambor, you yes. look this up. Uh, best known probably as the, the dad in Arrested Development. No, never. I, I, I can't go back to the joint. No, I cannot go back there. Uh, great actor, kind of a shit human being, yes. but very good actor. <laughs> he's done lots of things. If you look him yeah. up, you'll immediately recognize him. He's he's in Hellboy. He's in yeah. uh, tons of things. He was in Transparent. Uh, gosh, but yeah, he's he's a dickhole yeah, too. Kind, but kind of yeah, known not to be not to be the easiest guy to work with or the easiest guy to like. But right? Yeah. It would be it would be wonderful if all the best creative talents could also be the best people. Turns out those things don't always line up. Nope. No. Uh, but. So, but they. Uh, oh yes, and Nitro is yep. voiced. I don't know if you kids know about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. One of the bad guy weasels. You got a problem with that value? Is uh, <laughs> Nitro. So, so this might be a good time to talk to talk Milla Anthony's about yes! these two moves. Yes. So, because Crocker, as he's as he's tying Leslie Tompkins up. He's you know, giving this whole speech about, look, because she's saying, you can't blow this place up. There are people living here. And he says, look, we tried to get them to leave. If they're still here, it's their own fault. By the way, let me know if these ropes are too tight. As he's tying her up right next to the bombs, clearly <laughs> expecting that he's going to murder her, but doesn't want her to be uncomfortable in the few remaining hours she has left on this earth. He's got a kind voice. He's a gentle <laughs> mook. And I immediately thought, oh, my God, we got to do an Anthony moment here. We, we do clearly so th- this this man's a sociopath clearly yeah he is on the other hand we are never so i'm i'm curious do we know if if daggett actually ordered his mooks to make sure that that this place was cleared out or do you think that Crocker took it upon himself as Daggett's second in command <laughs> to try to to get loss of life to a minimum? That's a good question. Honestly, I, I'd like to think that, but I think Daggett was the one who gave the order. Yeah, and, and which, which brings up another question, because if Daggett, this Crocker, Leslie says, I know you, I've seen you on TV. You work for Roland Daggett. So Daggett sent someone who is known to work for him to go tell people, hey, the corporation that I work for wants you to get out of here. One one or more of these people is a fucking idiot. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Wow, that just... 
why didn't I not pay attention? Well, so, you were taking notes, so yeah. I should have been <laughs> So, you know, you know, plus plus 10 or 20 points for personality, plus several hundred points for being a moron. Yeah. So on the Anthony scale, I'm going to say on balance, like 350. Okay. A piece, a piece. Okay. 350 each. Sounds you know, good. Nitro's got a fair amount of personality too. I like he his does. little, his little weasel voice. Yeah. And he's sort of, <laughs> he's got a character design sort of almost looks like a, like a made in Taiwan version of the penguin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little shorter, a little stockier. Kroger brand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> penguin. Penguin. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Good, good, good note taking, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Batman still trying to track down Leslie. He runs up against, there's a hostage situation. <laughs> this, this guy with a shotgun has taken an apparently random hostage, but he's, he's angry because he lost his job. He's about to lose his home. And for some reason, this guy in suspenders with a handlebar mustache is who he's to to bear the brunt of his anger yeah he's just a screaming lunatic cops yep. are there uh he's on the bad guy is on top of scaffolding mm-hmm. uh batman obviously he's stops by the way there is a constant theme of a clicking talk um clicking talk <laughs> <laughs> me talk good yeah uh, um, <laughs> so we know nine o'clock there is a, a timeline here that's yep. well established so every time he's got these side missions to do, it eats up more time. So yep. this is an example. Uh, he's got to stop stop the madman, yep. and which he does pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's a lunatic with a gun. Yeah, Batman eats pieces of shit like this for <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> and uh, saves the day, and then goes back onto his his quest yep. to find uh, the good doctor. Yep, looks her up in her apartment, and he doesn't find her but he does find our book of exposition i mean memories right <laughs> with newspaper clippings of all the charity work she's done and also that she comforted bruce wayne she was just a local resident when when his parents were killed and this is when we find out they were killed in park row slash crime alley yep if you didn't know before now now you know yeah that's um before all of these movies came out Batman's origin was pretty well established. Yep. So now every time, and I'm talking anything, video games, books, new movies, I'm kind of getting tired of the <laughs> origin saga. But this was at a time where it was still, you know, not overdone. So uh, we get to see the outline, the chalk outline in a newspaper font. And that yep. actually was kind of, well, you know, that, yeah. was, that was a pretty sad moment. So, yep. But he, he carries on, and boy, some days you just can't get to Crime Alley. No. Because, oh, well, first, on his way out, he meets a homeless guy who does give him a good lead. And he looks just like the homeless guy from the episode... It's uh, Never Too Late. Yes, but yeah. he starts talking. He doesn't have that voice. Yeah. I Maybe it's meant to be the same character, and they just couldn't get the same voice actor back. Maybe. It's, because, yeah, the, the character design looks very similar. Yeah. But it's a distinctly different voice. We both snapped our fingers like, oh, dude, it's him. Yeah. But Aww. it's not. <laughs> Maybe he has a brother. Maybe they're both homeless. <laughs> yeah. There's some deep lore going on here. We're going to have to. That family's got terrible luck. Yeah. Oh, man. It's unfortunate. But uh, he was there when Dr. Uh, Tompkins was kidnapped and took a blasting cap, hoping to sell it to get a couple bucks. 
Batman sees him, starts interrogating him, finds the blasting cap. Where did you get this? Yeah. Uh, on the corner of, it was Finger and... Oh, broom. The other one? Finger and Broom. References to Bill Finger. And John Broom. So John Broom, I had to look him up. Yep. He worked in the DC Comics. And Bill Finger... Yeah, one of the actually, creators of Batman. He's actually the creator of Batman. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob King, kind of a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, if you look into your Batman history, Bill Finger, I mean, they did work together. Bill Finger maybe did the lion's share of the work and did not get nearly as much of the credit for many, many years. There is an excellent documentary on Hulu called uh, Batman and Bill. Please watch it. It's fascinating. You'll learn all about... I had no idea who Bill Finger was, so please check it out if you can. It's on Hulu. And yeah, it's amazing how uncredited he is and how you know, popular Bob Kane began and, uh, yep. And it, it was, it was just because Bob Kane was a better self promoter than Bill Finger yeah, was yeah. and was smarter about what he got written into his contracts. Yeah. That's, so, that's all it came down and to. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I also very much recommend it's called the caped crusade, Batman and the rise of nerd culture by Glenn Weldon. Okay. It's a, a book of, it's basically the history of Batman traces, Ever since the his inception in the 40s, all the way up to, I think it goes up to, I forget if it ends at Batman Begins or or The Dark Knight. Okay. But one of the more recent movies. Got it. And yeah, great book if you're interested in, in Batman history. Yeah. But anyway, Batman, on his way to follow up on this latest lead, comes upon, it always comes in threes, a yeah. third distraction, <laughs> a runaway cable car, which he has to stop. Which this is the only one that does not have any connection back to the ongoing plot of this episode. And no, dang it. No, no. It's uh the, the first one was Daggett Mooks, you know, trying to shoo people out of the path of the explosions. The second one was a man made angry by the fact that he's lost his job and home because of Daggett. Right. This is just a a streetcar conductor fell asleep on the switch. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. And so he uses the Batmobile uh to kind of create a barrier and yeah. he hits the brakes and uh essentially is trying to slow the train down, destroying his own tires in the process, the Batmobile's tires. Yeah. Couple of a uh, couple of Burtonisms here. He uses two aspects that we've seen in the Burton movies, mm-hmm. the the bat grapple that enables the Batmobile to take a corner faster. Yep. Which the Mythbusters did an episode on that. Yeah, it doesn't work that There's way. <laughs> oh well, comic book eh, logic. You know. <laughs> uh, and and also not able to continue on his way in the Batmobile because the tire damage uh, hits a button and it's covered. It covers itself in armor so that nobody can mess with it while he's gone. Yeah, yeah. And then he, you know, does his. Uh, Grapple hook. Yep. Gets on out of there. Keep in mind, we have a ticking clock going on. Yep. As we see on Roland Daggett's pocket watch as he's giving his speech, nine o'clock hits, a bunch of buildings explode, but because Batman has found Leslie Tompkins and found the whole plot, he's he finds uh, Crocker and Nitro and interrogates them. He's able to disarm the bomb in the hotel where all the people still are. Yep. So he saved a bunch of lives. He confronts Daggett angrily, but 
Daggett disavows all knowledge and drives away, and we're left with kind of a question mark. Is Daggett going to be brought to justice over this? We're not sure yet. He won't. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler warning, kids. (laughs) Rich, white politicians tend to get away with whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, businessmen (laughs) in this case. Yeah, there's the... With 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 no Harvey Dent in the DA's office to bring people to justice, nope. boy, nobody seems to be able to get anything to stick. Batman's doing a lot of. <laughs> I, I I really think Batman's uh, efforts might be <laughs> might be better spent acting within the law. Yeah, <laughs> considering that the evidence that he's able to find tends to be based on stolen files or coerced confessions that clearly are not holding up in court. <laughs> Batman. Yeah, but he punch good. He He punch punch real good. good. He do punch real good. It's true. (laughs) But Batman, you know, gets a little pep talk from Leslie and lays some flowers on the site where his parents were killed as the episode ends. And Leslie puts her hand on him and then it fades to the photograph of Leslie comforting a very young Bruce Wayne. Yes, indeed. So, Kenny, we're left with a question. Does this episode hold up? It does. It's okay. I, I remember being bored by this episode as a kid. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed it more rewatching it. Yeah, I think this is one of those that's it's 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 reach maybe exceeds its grasp a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. It's it's definitely got its strong points. The the lighting and the atmosphere is very good. The music, dude. The music is the, quite good. Yes. I, immediately right off the bat, the title card starts and it's Shirley Walker just doing what Shirley Walker do. Yeah. It's fantastic, and it's got this. Every time there's something distracting uh, from his nine o'clock deadline, yeah. it's got this kind of fast-paced. Um, I don't flutes. Uh, gosh, it, it, the music is outstanding in this episode. Yeah, that those are definitely high points. The maybe the. <laughs> Maybe the distractions worked too well because I did find myself irritated. Like, I know there's an arc plot happening. I know this is all a red herring. Can we get back to the actual story we're trying to tell, please? (laughs) And especially that third one, because the first two at least had some kind of story ties back to the the ongoing plot, which is what I actually care about. This third one, eh, it just felt like they were trying to fill time, which is not great. I mean, yeah, I could see that, but... uh... I like the unique use of the Batmobile. How often do you get to see the Batmobile kind of transform like that? Yeah. Um, it, plus, it he did a, shields. Yeah. It, it had some fun gadgets. It was a good set piece. I just wish it had been more closely tied into the plot. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But let's let's do some science here and okay. try and find exactly. Because I've said middle of the road, but, I mean, we have the road laid out right here in front of us. We have the beakers. Yep. We've got all the buttons, uh, yep. the lights, everything. Yep. All oh. we need is uh, some lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pantses. Where do the pantses go? Off. Pantses off. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Gone. We've got our list of 23 episodes here. Woo! Deep breath. Two-Face, See No Evil, Cat in the Claw, Beware the Grey Ghost, Heart of Ice, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Joker's Favor, Feet of Clay, Clock King, Vendetta, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, Fear of Victory, POV, Prophecy of Doom, Be a Clown, It's Never Too Late, The Underdwellers, Nobody's Perfect, and I've Got Batman in My Basement. It's still at the bottom, folks. Yeah. It has not moved. No, it has not. (laughs) 
It's been there for a while, and it might be there for a while still. I have a feeling it is. So, yeah. yeah. But we'll we'll find out if it stays at the bottom. Is this episode, Appointment in Crime Alley, better or worse than number five, Heart of Ice? No. Nope. Heart of Ice is better. Yep. Yep. 100%. Is this episode... <laughs> and that's that. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> It's science. Well, you thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> you can find me at Wyski TV. <laughs> ben, where can they find you? <laughs> Is this episode better or worse than number 19, Be a Clown? Ooh. I'll still take this one over Be a Clown. Yeah, yeah. This, this you know, at, at the end, at the very end, sort of despite myself... I, I found my heartstrings getting a little tugged when, when Batman says there's still good people living in Crime Alley. Yeah. Oh, there's, it, it did something for me. Be a Clown didn't do shit for me right. as, as far as heartstrings. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Let's see. I concur. Sorry. <laughs> science talk. Yes, it's all science. Is Appointment in Crime Alley better or worse than number 13... Nothing to fear. No, I think. Uh, I think nothing to fear is better. I think they're close. I, I I think they are, but nothing to fear. You know what? You know what the tiebreaker is because they've both got some good atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, nothing to fear has has that great you know scarecrow coming in on a helicopter in the beginning. Yeah. And stuff like that. You know, this this has, you know, throughout has some strong atmosphere, some strong animation, but it's Anthony. Anthony. Yes. Anthony's the tiebreaker here. Who, me? It's tough because Crocker was a good mook. He was a good mook, but he's no Anthony. That's true. No All one right. no one's better than Anthony. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're getting close to it now. Is Appointment in Crime Alley better or worse than number 17, POV? I think POV's better. See, I think I think these two are, in a similar way, they're kind of reaching for more than they're able to attain. Mm-hmm. I think Appointment in Crime Alley comes closer to what it's going for than POV. I would take appointment in Crime Alley over POV. Oh, <laughs> get out them knives, everybody. I challenge you to a battle of knives. Oh, are we going to have to have a knife fight? Let's do it. Knife All right. fight. Let's get in. Let's, let's <laughs> sharpen our knives of science, our science knives. Oh, man. All right. Okay. Approaching it scientifically. I think POV... Since it's separated into three different stories, mm-hmm. it was better executed. Whereas this story, you definitely had those three um, distractions from the the bomb, and I felt like those kind of spaced them out. That there was empty emptiness in between them. Mm-hmm. Whereas POV, that was the intention was to have separate stories going on. Yeah, I just plain didn't find any of this except for except for oh, what was his name Wilkes the, the like, oh yeah newbie, the, rookie. the rookie cop his story was fun Wilkes the rookie which I always call him a Wookie 
<laughs> Wilkes the Wookiee rookie. Well, yeah. His story was good. I could take or leave either Montoya's or Bullock's story, okay. to be perfectly honest. I... You know, I would have to go back and and look. I should I should really be keeping ongoing records of of mooks here, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure on the Milla Anthony scale, I'm pretty sure Crocker and Nitro ranked above Driller on they the Anthony did. Scale. Driller was an interesting design, but yeah. not really an interesting mook. Yeah, didn't no heart. Yeah, no heart, no heart at all. Um. I think animation was better for POV. Yeah, I I think the music was better. See, I think the music was better for for this one. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, that's what I meant. In appointment and criminality. Yeah. And you know how much that means to me too. So yeah, I I, th- I think when we break it down, I'm I'm still feeling criminality over POV. Although criminality had a better villain, we had the drug dealer. Drug king, yeah, yeah, drug lord who looked like Clock King but wasn't Clock King and sells no drugs, <laughs> unlike Stromwell who sells all the drugs. Yep, <laughs> maybe the drug lord just likes to do drugs. Maybe, maybe he's a user, not a maybe. Maybe he's called the drug lord because he keeps all, he, the all the drugs for himself. Maybe he gets high on his own supply. Ooh, that would uh, that would actually make him more interesting. Maybe we should write for DC. I think. You- <laughs> <laughs> Um. Although you get a lot of cool Batmobile stuff in this too, it's true. Some good good gadgets, and there is a lot of heart. Yeah. All right. All right. I concur. Okay, we had to had to break out that hard science, but all right, is appointment in Crime Alley better or worse than number? 15 Christmas with the Joker. No. Christmas with the Joker is better. Hmm. I still have the knife in my hand. I'm willing to go. I, I humor me and let's get <laughs> See, I'm I don't feel sure about this one. So let's okay. try and break it down scientifically. I think you do have gaps of of emptiness mm-hmm. in this episode. Whereas Christmas with a Joker, it's pretty much a wild ride the whole way through. I mean, it has a giant clown tank, which as far as we know is still at large. <laughs> so that's a real, you know, in a way these both, you know, end on a similar note yeah. of, of we, we really don't know. Will Daggett have to pay for his crimes? Will the giant clown tank ever stop its reign of destruction you just don't know and that's it's halfway to the canadian border and people are still like (laughs) out of its way like i don't want to mess with that yeah batman's (laughs) like look as long as it's not destroying gotham anymore yeah exactly not my problem anymore we'll let uh we'll let alpha flight take care of this one yeah (laughs) exactly wait that's marvel oh no sorry disney don't sue us (laughs) are we allowed to say marvel or does dc have any canadian superheroes they might. Okay. I know. Well, now I want to find out. Hello, dear listener. Future Ben here, cutting in to tell you that I just cut out 20 minutes of uh, um, as I Google in vain to try to find out whether DC has a Canadian superhero before we give up. Also, now three weeks later in the editing bay, I don't care anymore. I now return you to your regularly scheduled program.
Back to Batman. Back to Batman. <laughs> um, is Crime Alley better or worse than Christmas with the Joker? You know, I think I would put those that little moment of feeling where Batman puts the roses down. I think I would put that on par with Summer Gleason suddenly bursting into tears yeah. because her mother is on that train. You know how it always comes in threes? Mm-hmm. I think the threes for Christmas, which was the uh, the giant, the, uh, the Mount Gotham uh, Observatory. It's true. We did have a giant laser cannon. And we had a train sequence for that one, too. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then the final battle was at the toy place. Yeah. The, the place where the toys get melted and the Unicron stew. Yeah, we. I, I, I feel like Operation Cause and Effect is... is Big negative points, though. See, I, I kind of like cause and effect. <laughs> um, now, I mean, it did have Mark Hamill, which is always a plus. Yep. But I think between Ed Asner and uh, Diana Mulder, I, I think between the two of them, they don't quite match Mark Hamill, but but it's it's up there. And Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. I, he I, was a good mook. Yeah. I think as we break it down, I think it is closer than I would have thought. Wow. I think I still give the edge to Appointment in Crime Alley. Yeah. Appointment in Crime Alley does have that really strong score. Yeah. Yeah. All right. When you break it down with science. We're, we're, we're getting into some rough science here. Yeah. Well, it's getting a lot more difficult now that we got this big list. Yeah. So, okay. We only have one decision left to make. Is Appointment in Crime Alley better or worse than On Leather Wings? I'm going to say better. On Leather Wings has a lot of good atmosphere. This has some good atmosphere, too. Mm-hmm. On Leather Wings has has some slightly better animation. That's kind of all it has going for yeah, it. The villain is not... Yeah. He's hardly even a villain. Yeah. He's just a poor misguided furry. And Not even that misguided. Batman's the real villain in that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would make Appointment in Crime Alley our new number 14. Woo! Just after Nothing to Fear and just before On Leather Wings. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That, that, that feels right. And let's see what we've got next week. Next week, we have... Mad as a Hatter. Okay. The introduction of the Mad Hatter, Jervis Titch. Yep. Yeah. So I remember, what What do you remember about this episode? Uh, it's another simple kind of setup. He has a crush on a girl. A girl doesn't like him, so he becomes a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I remember that. He's He's got some mind control tech, which... Yeah. Seems like could have a lot broader applications. In fact, as I recall, because I've I've seen almost everything in in the what became the DCAU, the DC Animated Universe, mm-hmm. at least once. As I recall, later on in Justice League and and beyond, you'll anytime somebody wants to a villain wants to bring up mind control tech, there'll be like an offhand reference. Yeah, I kind of stole this from the Mad Hatter. I got yeah. this tech from him. <laughs> yeah. You only see the Mad Hatter a couple times after this, but his tech kind of outlasts him. That's true. 
I also remember he puts his love interest in an... He's kind of got an Alice in Wonderland fixation. Yes, he does. And it's one of those things that you don't think of until later. He kidnaps her, mind controls her, and dresses her up as, as Alice. So at some point... Who dressed her in that? Wait, what? <laughs> Maybe he instructed her to change clothes and then left the room. No, well, uh, we'll talk more about it. But it, there's, you know what? Here's another homework assignment. Okay. Uh, Batman, I believe it's called Haunted Night. It's a collection of three stories written by Jeff Loeb and illustrated by Tim Sale. Mm-hmm. They have a little little part that has uh, the Mad Hatter and the way they present him. It's uh yeah we yeah. it will he's, go into what we just talked about. He's he's a creepy boy. He's a creepy boy who likes them girls. Yes, he was he was an incel before there was a word for yes. it. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. All, all right. right. Well, we'll see how that stacks up next week. In the meantime, Kenny, how can folks find you on the internet? You can find me at Weiski TV. Now this is on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter and at twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can always find this show at anchor.fm slash batrankings, where you can subscribe, you can pledge one, five, or ten dollars a month, help us keep the lights on. We very much appreciate everybody who's hit that button. And you can also go to anchor.fm slash batrankings slash messages, where you can leave us a voice message, only if you've watched an episode of Hammerman. <laughs> We don't want to hear from you, you unscientific folks who don't want to participate in the research. We want to hear from those of you who are willing to put your own human brains on the line by exposing them to Hammerman and sharing the results with us. And if we get one more, one more Just person one more. to do it, it we takes. will scan our brains using a Muse. Muse. Brainwave scanner. Just to see. Just to see what happens. What's going on upstairs when we watch an episode of Hammerman? Yes, that'll be... I really hope we get to do that. Please help us. <laughs> but even if we never get to do that, I still had fun this week. Did you have fun this week? I did. This was uh, uh, an good interesting week. session. Yeah. yeah, good pair of episodes. Well, let's do it again next week. Sounds good. All right.